Welcome to episode 105 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Thank you guys for coming joining me today per usual. I hope you guys are listening, got your ears open because we got a lot of things coming up. First off, I'm just going to run down news real quick. The Black Ass Friday pop-up is next Friday on Black Friday. And what should we do on Black Friday? We should shop black. So make sure you guys come out. It's at 1465 Myrtle Avenue, right in Bushwick. You're going to shop black brands, black businesses, you name it. We have a black curated bar as well. So come and get you a black ass cocktail as well. Of course, I can't start any episode without acknowledging my amazing black-owned brand sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Gentlemen's VS, which stands for Gentlemen Very Special. They are a brand that focuses on mental health for men through apparel and clothing based on the colors of the clothing so make sure you check them out and shop them as well and of course we're always going to be sponsored by 620 style she is our favorite she has been a long-lasting podcast sponsor she is the queen of the flare pant and urban style she will also be at the pop-up next friday so make sure you guys check out her booth so without further ado today i am joined by vigilante studios thank you so much for joining me today how are you i'm great i'm great the pleasure how's your wednesday how's your hump day <laughs> How's your hump day? <laughs> it's, it's going well. It's going well. Good, so, good, good. So I like to start every podcast with just like a little icebreaker. Okay, um, okay. I'm just going to open it up, and it's called This or That, and you're just going to pick one over the other, okay? All right. Ready? Cool. All cool. right. Adidas or Nike? Adidas or Nike? Ah, uh, Nike. Mm-hmm. you one of those. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blessed with you. Um, motorcycle jackets or denim jackets? Denim. Are you a crew neck or a V-neck guy? Um, crew neck. Crew neck. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and what's another one for the guys that I always like to throw out there? Oh, yeah, bring your mic up, too. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. Um, one for the guys. One for the guys. Oh, you like your jeans fitted or you like a little, a little boot cut? Damn, I'm torn in the middle. It goes either way, <laughs> depending on the fit for the day. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so I wanted to just hop right in. Tell me a little bit about your background, um, where you're from, and how you got into the fashion world. Um, I guess I'm from New York, of course, the Bronx, uptown, you know, little Jamaica. Okay. Um, BX in the building? Yeah, of course. Gotcha. You know, always. Okay. Always. Breaking <laughs> doors the Bronx here. Too. <laughs> That's fire. That's fire. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm from the BX, uptown. Um, how I got into this, it, it was... It's kind of like a long journey, I should say, as far as I originally started this, the concept in 2016, I would say, mm-hmm. but it never really maternalized until recent, August to be exact, because originally I was doing it with somebody else, you know, things fizzled out and didn't work the way I planned it to be, so, but hey, it happened for a reason, Gotcha. and now we here. So what is the, tell me the story behind the mask and the name Vigilante. Um, all right, so the mask is is basically my personal feeling. I feel like nowadays in fashion, um, it's too it's too involved in the politics as far as the original essence, which was the clothing. So the whole appeal of the mask, the reason why I'm doing the mask is to basically bring that concept back. Like we're here for the clothing, we're not here for the person behind the camera, in front of the camera. That's it's obsolete. Basically, it's about the clothing. The only way to do that, of course, would be to cover the person's face. 
That's an interesting concept. Yeah. I like that. So what are your favorite pieces to design? Um, it's my first collection so far, you feel me? So um, I, I've had sweaters, hoodies to be exact, um, hats, trucker hats, trucker caps. Um, I have a full coach suit, like a coach jacket and coach pants and matching cotton tool material. Nice. Now that's it so far. It's more like, yeah. And how did you, I guess, what does your design process look like when you decide to like come up with a collection and put one out? What is like the, your, the steps that you take? From beginning the creative process mm -hmm. to putting it out, yeah, yep. that's very lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, in this case, I found the manufacturer first. Once I find like a secure manufacturer, and then I uh, go back to the drawing boards, I, I kind of like backtrack because that's like the, the longest step is to find a I mean, secure manufacturer. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, once I got that connection secure, within within a month, I already have the ideas in my head. I literally write down notes every day in my, in my phone. You sketch? Um, no, I don't, not, not personally, like, I'm sketchy. I'm, I'm, yeah, the, I'm, like, yeah, I'm gotcha. the creative part of it as far as the vision. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have a graphic designer on my team, a graphic designer. So, um, I literally every day, I, every day I'm milling up ideas going through my head every day. So I'm literally taking notes. By the end of the night, I probably have 30, 40 notes a day, mm -hmm. but I'll delete them down to one. Cause by the time 10 o'clock, I'm like, yeah, it's not so cool no more. I don't, I don't like this no more. It's, it's, it's very... Like I'm very like fickly without what I like when I cause I like at nine a.m. legit could be in the mood. Right. By the time it's ten o'clock, it doesn't resonate the same way with me. So I would delete that note. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna go that direction. Do you feel that clothing is super duper psychological? Like it's all in the way that um, it, I guess when you the, it, the way when you put on clothing, it makes you feel like a certain type of way. So do you believe that our clothing and what we put on our bodies can change our mood from like day to day? Yes, I highly believe that. Me being from New York, I'm like perfect example. First day at school, growing up in New York, you want to be the flies. From you, you just feel better when you're you're that guy. When you're I play right, everybody from New York can relate to that because it's such a place where very judgmental, but at the same time, it's, it's very high in fashion as far as New York goes. Mm -hmm. So whether it's the first day of school or picture day, growing up, just growing up as a, as a little kid in second grade, I know how important your outfit was to be first grade. Just make sure everything's together because. Mm -hmm. First day of school basically makes a brace for us the year. That's how I feel. That's everywhere. I'm from Chicago, and you better come to school the first oh, day. You better be fly. That might <laughs> be, that exactly. might be universal. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that might be universal across the board. Um, <laughs> that's funny as hell. I remember like like really like being very strategic about what you want. Exactly, and then like, if you know you got that you got that shit on, you you walk around like you got that shit your on. Head up yeah, too, like walking through the hallway like what's up? <laughs> exactly. That's funny. So tell me about your relationship um, and how you feel about like designer brands. Like, do you find that you know um, people are more inclined to go to them? Like speaking from like your customer, your networking, like mm. your family and friends. Do you feel that you know, with this being your first collection, that your the people in your surrounding circle is gonna go for it, or do you feel like that a lot of people that you, that are around you are more designer? brand friendly and they care more about the names than actual what it is the movement honestly a lot of people around me like my circle legit almost have the same mentality as me like um yes some people brands matter whatever but i look at the creative part of it like the, of the clothing for me because mm -hmm. that's how you make or break a brand it has to start from somewhere that one person has to has to stand up for me i'm i am the person gonna push that that trend, whatever that clothing is, that brand is, and I feel like my friends are all like mine in that way. We all look at something. It's like if I can see that, so if I can see that on me, I'm, I'm gonna buy it. 
I'm, I'm the type of person. Say I'm, uh, I follow follow on like a website like Mr. Porter or whatever. I'm I'm looking for something. I'm not gonna go on the website Mr. Porter. I'm not gonna search bar and put Gucci or mm. put uh, Balenciaga or whatever the um the brands I'm looking for. I will literally put like click Polo. I'm, I want a Polo, and I will just keep scrolling down for thirty pages. Mm-hmm. So I don't see so the brand. Yeah, like. to find something that that fits me. Gotcha. Do you find that like because like. And I don't understand in brand, and that's and in the fashion brand, that's literally what it's about is yeah. the brand and what they're putting together. Um, do you put like a lot of like logo representation like on your clothes, or is it more so about the design aesthetic and then and not so maybe like because I know some people go logo crazy and it's monograms and it's stuff like everywhere. Do you feel like that puts more validation onto the clothing brand when the name is everywhere, opposed to can the design just be strong by itself? It gets, yes, the design can speak for itself. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the middle with that as far as monogram is. I'm not against it, mm-hmm. but I'm not super for it. I feel like it's a, it comes to a certain point where it gets corny. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> people's monogrammed out, so you know what they have on that, that that's not flat. That's corny, like mm-hmm. to be honest. But do I put branding? Yes, I like. For example, I have my hoodie on. Okay. I, I put the branding on, but at the same time, the create cre- cre- the creativity speaks for it. Like I have like right. unique like patterns and like cuts I do mm-hmm. that also speaks for it too. So even even if you don't know my brand. It's certain things that it's gonna stick with you that I do with my clothing. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. What um? How did you find your manufacturer? I don't have my manufacturer. I've met, but not when I went on vacation to Paris in 2018. I've made like some good reports with people out there, mm-hmm. and one of the people that I'm actually still cool up to this day. We talk all the time, literally. Um, he's one that that plugged me into a person that he knows in Paris that manufactures, and that's how I got that. Nice. So, yeah. you, so most of your stuff is manufactured in Paris. Yes. That's what's up. That's dope. I need that contact. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why I said that's the that's the that's the, that's the hardest part for me. Because like I said, when it comes to manufacturers, there's so much like janky business, I should say, going on. Like like shaky behind the scenes, mm-hmm. backdoor and businesses that's just doing it for the money. So like they're not giving you the product that you that you want to be given. Mm-hmm. What so, a question. So now I'm, I'm curious because you, you said Tokyo. She like she's your publicist. She um kind of put you on to like our podcast like that. Did she tell you that I was a clothing manufacturer? She didn't get to detail on you and I. She never told no, me that. she didn't. Uh-uh. Oh, well, she there go that. another resource for you right there. I mean, I do everything here. For real? Yep. That's fire. I am a manufacturer. I have a studio over in Bushwick. Yep. I got ten employees. That's what we do. We oh, manufacture clothes. Like, I definitely need your contact. Like I'm like, did she mention that? I but yeah, I do contact. my own a manufacturing company right here in Brooklyn. That's fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm like, did she just say podcast host? Because <laughs> this is like what I do once a week. No, I'm what I do nine that. to five, I'm, Monday I'm, through Friday. I'm definitely going to need it's that. It's manufacturing clothes. Cut and sew? Cut and sew. This too. Do handbags too. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. going to need that. Like, for we sure. do handbags. We do everything pretty much. Um, yeah. Except for like jewelry, but like, yeah, and shoes. But other than okay, that, like, yeah, I'm definitely hoodies, jeans, jackets, all of that. Everything cut and sew from scratch. Do oh, yeah, fabric I'm sourcing. Definitely. I'm trying to find somebody in New York, so that's perfect. Oh, yeah, we sure That do. communication barrier is kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah. Like, especially with the time difference. Like, say there's an yeah. issue at the, um, at the at the manufacturer, mm-hmm. and he's sending over email. The time difference makes it harder for me. Like, so if it's it should be sold today, it'll take two exactly. days because of the time difference. By the time I get that, I receive that message, mm-hmm. they're sleeping over there. Their time is up. Yeah. It's nighttime, so I gotta wait till next morning to resolve yep. the issue, which pushes back certain dates and certain Definitely things. Definitely does. I would say that like having a manufacturer in Paris is like amazing. Um, you can do like product development in the states, like do mm. like your patterns and your samples and stuff like that here, and then you could just like make duplicates and send them overseas. Because having like a, a European manufacturer is probably hands down one of the best things you can have, especially if they got a great price point and have like a low MOQ and the FOB, like 
Yeah. Right before it is not that crazy. Like that's a good resource to have, especially if you're not producing in China. Anything's better than China. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything's better than that. Like everything we do is here, LA or like Dallas. Okay, okay, that's fine. But yeah, that's what's up. So tell me a little bit about like throughout your process because I have like a segment that's called "It's a Success" or "It's a Disaster." Is there anywhere in your process that something went completely like to shit, um, or even in your business, you know, and then it went so bad, but it, it taught you a lesson in the interim of it happening and something that you maybe you incorporate um, now throughout your day-to-day. Like a big learning lesson. <laughs> a big learning lesson that happened during the process. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I remember I called it and I got to fix it, but it still pushed me back a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, my sizing wasn't there. Like I said, I didn't go to school for this. I mean, I, I never went to school for, um, for fashion. Mm-hmm. So like my sizing was off. Okay. When I, rec- when I receive my samples and I'm just looking like I'm putting them on, it doesn't even fit my body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that goes to show, like like you said, with um, product development, I rather do it here in the states because they they're not gonna care. They just want the money. They're not. Right. They look at it like this. This is unwearable. This is not functional. Well, hey. Send off to me, we won't get exactly. it done. And that's usually what it is. Like, and people, like, I feel like that is probably the most common mistakes that, like, newer designers make when they don't and they're not very versed in the industry. It's like they just assume, boom, manufacturer. But, like, in the manufacturer space, they're, they're there to duplicate. They yeah, are not exactly. there to create from scratch. They don't mm-hmm. specialize in fit. They don't specialize in fabrications, cuts, none of that. All you have to do is give them a completed piece for them to duplicate. But as far as like nailing down that fit and those design details and all that other stuff, manufacturers are just not, they're not good at that. Like, yeah, I, I, learned, I learned that. <laughs> good. But Lisa was like a learning experience for you and stuff like that. Like, But then their body, also you have to think about like, their body types is different, like, than mm-hmm. our body Yeah, European like, cuts. See, yeah, they, they get different cuts. That. So, like, being able to say, like, I want this for the American body. Like, I want it for a female that is 5'5", five, five, that is curvy, you know, like, that waist measurement and that hip measurement going to be completely different. Like, that ratio is going to be <laughs> completely right. off, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yes, and a woman right. that's 5'5", five, five versus a woman that may be, like, 5'10", five, 5'11", five, that's two different cuts right there, you know? So, like, one of them has to be tall, one of them has to be petite. But you learn that a lot more as you go, like, throughout the process and you keep, like, developing collections and stuff like that yeah. and don't say unisex because then it's going to be all the way fucked up <laughs> <laughs> if you go unisex it's going to be all type of size and eras because it has to you know fit a man and a woman but you got to think our crotches is different like yeah. our torsos are different like it's very hard to like accompany, accomplish unisex without it being super duper oversized for the woman at for least for the woman yeah, yeah. if not then it's going to have to be like two different fits yeah. without doubt that's definitely something I learned that's definitely something I learned I'm I'm glad I did it early, early, in, early in the process. You Absolutely. Me? Early in the yeah. process. People, some people make those mistakes after they spent 30 grand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's good. So um, throughout like your process, of course, you know, marketing and like PR and advertising is just like a big thing. How are you utilizing social media to get like your message across to, um, to the world? Um, about social- it being about the product and not about the person behind it. <laughs> There's it's multiple sources on social media for me as far as like paid promotion, um, friends and family, of course, fan base, cu- customer base, things like that that actually push the product itself. Nice. And I utilize every single one of them, like from, like I said, from um, paid promotion. Like I said, my circle around me, I- I'm grateful for the circle I have around me because they're really pushing my brand to be what it is for me. And it's, the circle I have is almost like, it's almost connected by love. And like, really, in reality, it's connected by love. Because at, at this moment, I have nothing to give you guys for. You feel me? Right. But of course, the end route, the payout at the end will be beneficial. But with that being said, it's like, will that take a, if somebody offered me a job right now, um, they tell me, oh yeah, I don't have the money for you. Would you do it? No, nah, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't. I'm here, I'm here for the money. So the fact that I have my, my circle around me is actually working 
with me on this mm-hmm. makes it so much more fruitful for me. Like all oh, yeah, it's really I'm really built and involved in love. So it's like I have some people that depend on me. Like without it's not I'm not I have nothing to give you. Right. But you like organically depend. Like nah, bro. Like you're the one. Like you yeah, you gotta. So that That's by itself, yeah. Like, and you have you feel like you get that love from strangers too. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And sometimes strangers can be like your biggest fan base. Like I would say some of my biggest supporters are people that I have n- n- I've never met. I have no clue. I have not a dog on. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. And they, they send the most. I mean, those be the ones that like the people that you, you yeah. gain like organic, they're going to be uh, long time customers. Like they, they live on that loyalty. And with you being authentic and your delivery and the way that you do things, you'll have those customers for life. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, you will. So I have another segment. Um, this segment is brought to you by Kesa Diddy Sweet, guys. She is doing those uh, sugar. If you haven't had a sugar wax, <laughs> let me say that. If you haven't had a sugar wax, you don't know what you're missing. Like, it leaves you smooth, clean, and ready to, you know. <laughs> but definitely check out Kesa Diddy Sweet for sure. She does eyelashes. She does facials. She does vajayshals. She does it all, guys. And she's right over in Bushwick. Um, so make sure you check her out. And the link is definitely going to be in the bio as well. So this segment is called It's a Muse. So give me a quote or a book or anything that you utilize to like keep you motivated, to keep you pushing. Like what's your regimen? Like do you pray in the morning? Are you a crystal person? Like what do you do you read something in particular? Like what uh, keeps you going? To be honest, um it's kinda of like a dual thing for me. Um one one probably would be definitely be like Jay Z's quotes like legit like as a person I really like. It's look been towards. a long time since I got somebody who said some music quotes. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, like, like Jay Z. Just not. It's not. It's not. It's not him. Like it's not. I'm not. Um, quoting his music. Mm-hmm. Him, but just his quote. Yes, yeah, him as far like when he when he sits down like these places like like these schools and he speaks to the kids things like that or speaks to whoever like mm-hmm. his audience is the stuff he says really resonates with me like like I remember one time um, I don't know who he was talking to but he said. Um, as long as um you only have to be right once, he says. As long as it's feeding you, it don't have to. You don't, you don't have to um you don't have to get it right today. You don't have to be right tomorrow. It might not, it might not pay off today or tomorrow. But as long as it's feeding your soul and it's feeding you, you only got to be right once. Then that's for you. That's lit. Yeah, that and probably my mom. Yeah, the little things she be saying like yo, you hurt and buy me a house, like things like that. Like <laughs> even though it's, it's so it's so meniscal, so tiny, right. it, it's so it's so meaningful to me. Right. I kind of know what's behind it. I know, I know, like the intent behind it. Like, Yo, you believe me? Someone like, hurry up! Like, come on! Like, right, hurry up! Yeah, I got a father like that. He want me to buy him a a, a Corvette Stingray when I make a million dollars. I'm like, that's not the, what I'm gonna buy when I make a million dollars. See, what <laughs> I'm not buying you. I'm buying my mama a house. <laughs> I'm not buying you no Corvette though. Yeah, nice try though. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he's hilarious. <laughs> but parents, it's like a good reason to like keep it moving, like to yeah. push it up. Um, then I have my question on top of on the top of my tongue, and then I forgot it. Damn, I, I never got do that. I got one more person too. I just remember. Go ahead, yeah, apology. and I can think of what the question I just yeah, had too. Um, uh, a, a friend of mine named Kev, Kev definitely like been like a big help like since the start. Just, just as far as like inspiration and like just to keep going. Like if, if I ever feel lost or like stranded or like that's like I, I have like no grounding. He gives me grounding. Like that that guy, he's like a I'm like an OG. I mean, he's a little older. Okay. He owns like a he owns like a um a, a food store in Harlem. Oh, so I always pull up and like sometimes go like it's still open at twelve. I come like seven in the morning. We literally sit there from seven talking literally to plug two in the afternoon. Plug quick though. Oh, greedy pot. Okay. Is all on, yeah. On, on, yeah, I was like plug that real on, quick. On one sixteenth is a um Southern Caribbean soul food spot. Nice, nice. We gonna check that out. 
For yeah, for sure. sure. I love boy me some But that guy, literally, every time I talk to him, is literally for eight hours. That's what's up. Eight hours. And just, just advice and wisdom. Gotcha. I remember what my question was now. So, <laughs> since you, like, you putting out your first collection, how are you putting it out there? Are you doing, like, a soft launch? Are you doing, like, a fashion show, a pop-up? Like, how are you distributing this, this, this my new first, collection? My first collection, I did a pop-up shop on August 14th down in um, Lower East Side on Stanton Street. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing, actually. It was amazing just to see like the um the outreach I had. Mm-hmm. Like my first customer was a guy I never seen in my life. He's like mm-hmm. I, I seen this on I seen this on Instagram, so I came through. I don't right. know where he's from, anything like. I'm like oh, well, thank you, right? Thanks <laughs> yeah. for coming. For <laughs> so me, yeah, like oh okay, like uh, I'm doing something right. Clearly for me, right? Definitely. Um yeah, that was my first approach. I like I I, I flooded it like literally. I never put no pictures up of the clothing till I say probably the week prior to. Mm-hmm. So I've been telling people like on social media, active part of like yo, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But I want to, I want to keep the um the hype behind it still fresh. I feel like if I was to post or just just in general, when people talk about certain things like a certain time prior to when that actually happens, mm-hmm. it's not fresh. It gets stale. You're not really interested no more. Yeah. So I, I so I purposely made wait waited till the week prior to start posting um clothing, the pictures of of of, of the um the campaign that I was going forth with. So people, it's fresh people's minds. Now, now when the pop shop comes, oh yeah, we can't wait. We, yeah, yeah, we like in here. Like a countdown. Basically, <laughs> feel me? Fuck with it. Okay, so just a, just two more before we kind of like wrap up. I want to know um, what business advice do you wish you had got like before you started? What business advice? Did you wish like something that I guess you had to figure out? Like what's something that you wish somebody like a business owner would have told you? Damn, that's that's tough. Honestly. I could probably see everything. Everything, everything. I mean, I mean honestly, I could probably see everything because, like, of course, we all from inner city, so like, we we know certain outlets we have because we're product of our environment. So we have basketball, we have rap, you know, we have school, and we have, um, of course, drug dealing. For me, that's that's the four things that people cater to because that's you see, you know, only know what you see. Right. So I don't have, we don't really have certain other outlets because. We don't see it around us growing up for me. So we're not thinking about being fashion. So I don't have nobody goes like, hey, I need some fashion advice. Mm-hmm. Nah, you want to be a ball player, drug dealer, or go to school, or either or rap. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did 04. Like, I, I didn't, <laughs> I'm proud of my environment. I, right. Until I got to a certain space where, my, I guess, my outreach got, got wider going to college, things like that. Right. Um, but that being said, yeah, I did, everything I had, like I said, I didn't go to school for this. But I was, I was understood there's no... Um, there's no limitation for creativity. Like I always say, always, only, only thing I needed was discipline. Right. So I, didn't, I never feel like I needed school for that. But that being said, so like I said, if I, if I got advice on everything I was doing as far as I go to my go to, hey, I know you, you're from my neighborhood, you're doing the fashion thing. Hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? It'd be a lot more easier. I mean, gotcha. like I could, have, I could have my sizing, right? I wouldn't have to go through extra months waiting for my sizing to get correct, things right. like that. Right. I understood that. So what's next? What do you expect to see yourself in the next? Let's keep it short. Maybe two to three years. I ain't gonna say five. Five is a lot. Like, what do you see yourself <laughs> in the next two to three years? Two to three years. Yes, yeah, that's, that's not too far away. I, I expect nothing too much. You feel me? I expect for me to be in um in certain stores, definitely for sure, within two or three years. Nice. I expect to host my own fashion show. Um, cause right now I'm working on like stores. It's like. That has certain branding that I feel like is like is around my brands, but like still local, like of course, like stores like um, like the the atrium like kind of stores. Okay. Like, you know what atrium is? Um, atrium. Yeah. Would you do like a Jimmy Jazz? I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> I'm 
Cause that, that's that's not my audience. Right, 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 right. Like, um, I'm going to stores like certain stores that sell like, for example, they, they like I'm not trying to be with Gucci, but I'm going to stores that sells like Rude and Fair God that that gotcha. type of look and the concept and for me price point too. Like that. opening ceremony. Yeah, I'll do opening ceremony. Okay. I'll do opening ceremony for me. I, of course, Barney's, Saks, things of that of that gotcha. nature. Okay. I mean, that, that's not the end goal. Cause I'd rather be in boutiques like across the world than right. big stores. Big box it's stores. like yeah. yeah. It brings more like, like value to it, I feel like. Definitely. It's not Again, so, I, so accessible. I, I give you a just a little piece of advice about stores. Whatever you do, when you do get into those big stores, mm-hmm. make sure you read them compliance manuals to the T. Because okay. they will not pay you, and they will charge you back for something very fucking small. Like Saks, if you don't send your garments to them in a 1.5 millimeter plastic on a black mac hanger with the UPC stick on the right side, they're not paying for nothing. Okay. Yeah, and it's little shit like that that pe- like designers sometimes miss in the beginning when they start working with retailers. That compliance manual and how they receive garments like into the store as far as processing them and getting them on the sales floor mm-hmm. has to be on point or you will not get paid and or your shit won't even hit the sales floor when it's supposed to. See, that's crazy. Yep. See, little things like that. Little gems. That's like, I see, that's why I'm happy for me. You put the gem in the camera when you said yeah. that. Like right? for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, things like that. I'm a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> like, I'm a wealth of especially when it comes to, well, I would say this entire business, like, for sure. I worked in the industry for a long time. Then I started my own company, and I started this. So, I've, I've been around the block. <laughs> see, that's, 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 that's I've been perfect. around the block, that's for perfect. sure. Yeah, things like that. That's a place I've seen for two or three years. Also, like... Well, I was talking to crazy my PR today. One thing I, I I was speaking to her about like to actually give fashion opportunity in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. as far as like doing fashion shows and and giving back money for the winners, mm-hmm. so they can actually use that to for production. Nice, yeah. Things sure. like that. Love that. I have a nonprofit too. We can link with that. It's, okay. It's called Black Girls Design the Club, but it, I know it's mostly for girls, like young <laughs> creators, but. We do like you know raise funding and do fundraisers in Scotland. Now we're definitely stuff tapping like that for sure. We're definitely tapping. All right, so drop all your social media handles so they know how to contact you, where to shop from, all that good stuff. Um, at Vigilante Different. underscore Studios is my um clothing line page. Anything you need is like a one stop shop as far as like you can contact me or any, anything in regards to the business on that page. That's good. All right. That will also be in the show notes and on all of our social media platforms. And as I always say, guys, stay black. Peace out.